Well, well, <laughs> welcome well. back. It's yeah. We, uh, I've been, uh, as I noted on our Twitter account, I've been busy gallivanting around the country, um, <clears throat> kicking off Johnny a rain Apple of destruction. Like. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> laying waste to all who stand in my way, etc. I just been melting. He's on fire. It's uh, uh. <laughs> literally lava. Yeah, yeah. It's you, can, you, you know, can sit a pan down on on top of any sort of asphalt or concrete surface and uh, just cook eggs on it. Like you don't even need a stove. Mm. That's handy if you like <laughs> eggs, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hot there. It was hot here, it, although it's like cooling down because it's just doing thunderstorming now. So we love that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, raining, flooding places. It's, it doesn't look fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, possibly these are omens, but we can't be sure. So how could you know. ever know? Uh, one thing I did do you know see is that asteroid omen. that flew. This isn't in the show notes, but did you see that asteroid that flew into the volcano? No, I didn't. That definitely gonna... seems like an omen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as far as omens go, um, it's a pretty good one. It's an active volcano down in. Uh, oh, now I'm just having trouble scrolling, trying to find it. Starting it to is... think these might be signs of the end times. Yeah, a meteor fell into an active volcano in Indonesia, Mount Merapi. So someone was taking photos, uh, like a like a sort of long exposure of this volcano, mm-hmm. and uh, they just. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm trying to put it into the show notes here, but it's hard when you're trying to do it in the top level. There we go. Uh, whatever, you can mm-hmm. see it. Oh wow! Yeah, neat. <laughs> It just went straight into the volcano, yeah, yeah, which is active. So you know, are we sure that's not like a supervillain returning to their secret lair or something? <laughs> it could we should be. Investigate that. Um, yeah. Uh, other things that I think are an omen. Did you see this? The the uh, Louisiana State University School of Veterinary Medicine has a new dean. No, I. You know what? I usually keep keep up with LSU Veterinary School personnel and i guess i wasn't miss this one yeah paying attention this week. well the new dean is uh, dr oliver garden <laughs> we've looked into it we'll tell you about <laughs> i love o- olive garden <laughs> we love oliver garden yeah i wonder if he gets royalties you know i assume that they license the name from him so he d- yeah it, yeah it looks like he was the creator of it what I would think. be ironic is if dr oliver garden is like no i hate italian food no, I hate I hate unlimited breadsticks. Yeah, I'm a bit. I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm gluten free. Actually, I'm. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um. Speaking of gluten free, um, and bad transitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been I've been having some fun in the weeks <clears throat> that we haven't been recording. You sure have because I I learned of an an, of an immense power. I, I would that prefer to describe state, that you've been accosting me, but the state has granted me a <laughs> tremendous power that I only realized that I had recently, which is that the library allows you to check out uh, joke books. Like they you can check sure out, do. You can just you can keep <laughs> checking them out, and you can keep sending Folks, the, the library. Jokes. You can just go there, get books for free. It's incredible. Let me uh, let me give you a good joke here. 
there, there's categories. Uh-huh. Uh, so this category is uh, elephants. Elephants. All Elef- right. These are elephant jokes, okay? Right. What do you get when you cross an elephant with a kangaroo? Uh, some kind of hopping trunk thing? Holes <laughs> all over Australia. Okay, sure. Yeah. Why are elephants wrinkled? Oh, um, uh, uh, no fabric softener. <laughs> have you ever tried to iron one? Uh, well, I can't say that I have. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's this this book alone. There's literally one hundred or sorry, one thousand and one mm-hmm. corny dad jokes in this book. Now, of course, you you uh, obtained the dad jokes. I happened to be at home. Uh, at my parents' home at the time, and my dad handed me a book of world's greatest dad jokes, 192 more hilarious knee slappers and hokey puns. Um, <laughs> so what do you call a million rabbits walking backward? Ooh, I don't know. A receding hairline. <laughs> what do you call it when someone who doesn't have any kids makes a dad joke? What? A faux pas. Sorry, so the internet conspired. I didn't hear you. A what? A faux pas. <laughs> Ideology. Uh, anyway, uh, enjoy that. We're having <laughs> if you, fun. If you want dad jokes, um, please message Aaron because he's sending all of them to me instead, and I'm going insane. <laughs> I'm just torturing like you'll just, people. You'll just send every me day. like a, a, a dad, you know, the setup to a dad joke, and I'll just be like, "Oh boy, here we go." <laughs> to gird up, yeah. here comes a dad joke. Like pulling um, my flask out and taking a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have this. The, air- the, the bullet for this one is just using or misusing bodily <laughs> fluids, <laughs> which sounds to me like part of a disclaimer or something. I had. So we're not responsible for the using or misusing of bodily fluids. I had a coworker tell me something. Okay. And then I was laughing so hard after they told me this mm. that they said, feel free to use that on your podcast, I guess. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So with compliments <laughs> to your coworker. Compliments to them. Uh well, the first thing is I was I was talking about how I was talking with them about like a college anthropology class. And how the um the anthropology professor Zizek if you've never taken anthropology. anthropology if you've never taken anthropology it's like a it's a very weird group of of people who uh-huh. find themselves being anthropologists sure. they're they're sort of like wild people um I don't know they yeah, would have been it's... shamans in like other cultures mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so they're a little bit crazy but this this uh professor told me that that you know chapstick's a scam because i was like putting on chapstick mm-hmm. and he was like your body actually produces uh grease in the in the folds or the corners of your nose okay that is that is actually i don't meant. really think of my nose as having corners it tends to be more rounded but you know but, like yeah, sure. where your nostril <laughs> goes to your cheek Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like along so, the like, side there. If you rub in there, it's greasy. It sure is. I try not and, to think about it. <laughs> and if you and that grease is already put there 
Oh, so that's by nature's your body. chapstick? That's nature's chapstick. Okay, sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, and I think... He, <laughs> I think he told I me that, and chapstick. I was like, I don't know if this will... I don't know if this will work as good as chapstick. So because I was in my 20s and I was me, who everyone uh-huh. who listens to the show is familiar with the whole thing about right. me, mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to start doing this because this is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, and you know what? It it did work very well. Um, <laughs> take is this it or like leave a it. this is like a free energy suppression conspiracy theory? Except <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. you know, your body already produces the necessary ingredients. This is this is the secret they don't want you to know. Yeah. So I was telling a coworker about this, and then they were like, "Oh my gosh, that sounds like some one of the weird things that my crazy mom." uh believed like one time like 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 my mom was always doing like crazy remedies like that mm-hmm. and one time when i had pink eye she made me um she made me have her squirt breast milk into my eye oh god to cure the pink eye <laughs> this is the one thing we didn't want to happen <laughs> What? Oh, oh, come here, honey. Let's sit down here. Let me squirt, <laughs> squirt some of this in your eyeball. <laughs> oh, and the thing I is, I was like, "How old Incredible. were you when this happened? Like, were you like a little kid?" And yeah, you were you like two, or three? <laughs> She's like, "No, I was like 14. Oh my god, that makes it oh. even worse. Oh. That she was like a <laughs> full. <laughs> like adultish person when yeah. uh this uh, this was this happened mm. and i'm like i would never let my mom's what what the hell yeah and she said you know what it didn't work fancy that it didn't fix it yeah. at all <laughs> <laughs> did you just leave the call uh yes <laughs> <laughs> i guess uh. we should transition now but that yeah. was a funny little thing. Thank you for giving me that story <laughs> to tell everybody. So next time you get pink eye, um, find a nursing person in your life and uh, uh do not do this. This does not constitute <laughs> medical advice. <laughs> <laughs> this part has not been authorized to cure, prevent, or treat any disease. <laughs> it's just oh, the dear. craziest thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> now, did you worker see worker surveillance in China? <laughs> worker surveillance in China. Uh, this is from the Financial Times. China's tech workers pushed to their limits by surveillance software. Uh, vicious cycle of monitoring and overwork is fueling productivity and a backlash. And the 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 tweet of note here is: Canon unveiled a new workspace management system that only allows smiling employees to enter the office and book conference rooms. Using so-called smile recognition technology, Canon said the system was intended to bring more cheerfulness to the office in the post-pandemic era. That is bleak. So that's great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, Amazon unveiling this at their warehouses and being like, everyone has to smile before you can enter the warehouse and, you know, get run over by a forklift. So that's great. Well, really, really, when you think about it, there are some workers who for uh, like over a hundred years for hundreds of years have only, they've been made to smile at work. And those are Mm -hmm. actors. 
Oh, mm, you know, I thought you were going to go somewhere you never, else for that. But you never <laughs> thought about that. Oop! Yeah. Oop! Yeah. Hmm. Peng! It's true. It's true. Speaking of not working. Um, speaking of not working, the um, there's Ben Dreyfus, who we've talked about on this show, is the fail son of Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, he's um, the guy who like upset train Twitter and then was like, ha ha, you have fallen into my dastardly well-planned trap. I've, I've ensnared you all. When really all he was doing was tweeting some dumb nonsense. But yeah, he's, he's just tweeted, an idiot. He's tweeted more dumb nonsense. He's a prolific nonsense. poster. Yeah, and I he, mean, th- th- this is sort of the path of the fail son is you either end up like a rich business baron fail son or you just end up like posting on Twitter.com. So, yeah. yeah. So I don't know which is worse, honestly, for society. But Yeah, you know, I think they're both uh, pretty bad. So Putting yeah. your bad ideas into the world is... But I do uh, want, for context here, and as we mentioned last time, Ben Dreyfus is the son of famous actor Richard Dreyfus. Um, and so he, he logged on to Twitter.com and said, I wish a film studio would hire me as an executive so that I could share all my good ideas, which is in caps. Uh, and he says, I bet if I called in some favors, I could get an assistant job or something and start working my way up. But the truth is, I'd really like to skip that part. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like being a cop. You have to walk a beat for however many years, and then eventually you are allowed to take the detective exam. I think I'd be a wonderful detective, and I'd love to do it, but I really blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So he's just like <laughs> basically asking, like, why? Why why can't, hey, uh, why can't I have some of the nepotism? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. oh wait someone else found a quote from here from him people talk about hollywood nepotism so much that when i was getting out of college i just assumed that i would get handed stuff and i was planning on it and then it turned out it didn't work and no one was more surprised than me yeah man failson's posting you, you their so bad <laughs> that even nepotism couldn't help you yeah everyone was like oh no not you <laughs> Yeah, yeah sorry. sorry, Ben. You're gonna have to like get a real job. I don't Even know. Apply to Costco. Standards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh so get wrecked, Ben Dreyfus. So uh, yeah. Speaking he, he of just, other, he just feels like everything should be given to him. Yeah. Speaking of other nonsense, this tweet made quite a splash. It's already been covered a lot, but it's so much our our beat that I I felt the need to share. This is, um, this is from a uh a principal at Join Atomic. This is this person is at a um at a VC firm, and they say, unpopular opinion, the best thing young people can do early in their careers is to work on the weekends. Um, and, and as you can imagine, this got dunked on very heavily. Everyone was like, yes, that opinion is unpopular. We don't really want what we think we desire. <laughs> that that, that, uh, that uh, opinion is unpopular because it's dumb. <laughs> Knowledge. <laughs> um, and so, like, uh, she just sort of, you know, uh, well, kept it up first thing, which I thought was remarkable, and then a couple of days later she came back and did a tweet thread. Um, so oh, I've worked, I've baby. worked, I've worked countless weekends since I started my career ten plus years ago. Uh, she says it didn't come without costs. I gave myself pre-diabetes when working ninety plus hour weeks in my early twenties. Suffered stress-induced IBS when my first startup went through ups and downs. I'm not saying it's easy to live this way, but I wouldn't trade any of it because the work has brought me tremendous joy and happiness. And I just wanna, I just wanna say. Are you sure? <laughs> is 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 that what that, like you're not mean selling when they it? Say, you're not when they selling say they've it. They've done me. they've done the work. The I capital guess so, the yeah. work is mm-hmm. like getting IBS and pre-diabetes. Yeah, well, and I think it's also <laughs> this feeling of, you know, moral superiority that you get from like, well, I earned my position by, you know, working 160 hour weeks or whatever and it's like 
but you didn't have to do that. And like, what are you marginally richer than I am? Like in the grand scheme of things, you're still like, you still have like 0.01% of Jeff Bezos's wealth. So like, I don't know, you know, says I, even when it was a slug, I still worked my ass off day in, day out. Only quitters quit. Which um, is definition. That's a tautology, but thank you. Yeah, that's <laughs> that. And, and, and what's a tautology is, is a sort of tautology. Yeah, mm-hmm. indeed. Yeah. The, I outworked my peers to earn opportunities that were typically reserved for white guys who went to Harvard and Stanford, not an introverted, shorty, short, nerdy Asian female. Which, you know, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think, uh, I think what's just so weird about this is that if you just take these ideas to their logical conclusion, they're saying that everyone just has to do this and... S- and develop IBS and prediabetes, and mm-hmm. then they'll be successful. And that's like a rational way for us to live in this world. Like, yeah. or more likely, they believe that there are, uh, like, oh, this isn't the normal route, and like everyone else is just going to suffer, but that's their fault. It's right. more of a way to explain away why. Not everyone's as happy as you. Yeah. Let me be clear. I've never forced anyone to work weekends, but I've never worked with anyone ultra successful who didn't find so much passion in their work that they felt the desire to do so. Ultra successful. Yeah. So the the argument becomes, it's basically, she tried to hedge and be like, oh, well, you know, yeah, only work if you feel compelled to. Um, but then if you don't feel compelled to, then might consider that it's time to change what you're working on. And basically said like, oh, well, you know, like, yeah, you don't have to work weekends, but um, just find something different among all of these various and multitudinous options for people in the world today. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can just change. There's no consequences. Then you have (laughs) in her mentions, you have our our boy, Paul Graham, founder of Y Combinator, says, I've never thought of weekends as days to not work. If anything, they're the days when it's particularly good to work because they're quieter. Thank you, Paul. <sighs> Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Get wrecked. Uh, um, what a what a toxic mentality. Other employees are discovering a different hack, which is just stop going. Don't go to work. Yeah, don't. just walk out. If just it walk sucks, out. hit the bricks, etc. <laughs> hit the bricks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Imported in Bloom, Bloomberg Wealth, Bloom, employees Bloomberg. are quitting instead of giving up working from home. The drive Bloomberg. to get people back into office is clashing with workers who've embraced remote work as the new normal. Mm-hmm. That's from that's from Bloomberg. Mike Bloomberg. Mike Bloomberg. Um, and yeah, <laughs> so you know this mentions uh, um, you know some companies have promised greater flexibility, but then you have like uh, CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, Jamie Dimon, said uh, that work from home doesn't work. Quote for those who want to hustle. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the, the person who's how dare you deny me my right to hustle. Yeah. The person who's primarily (laughs) quoted in this article, who's a worker who quit their job named Portia Twit says, um, it says legions of employees aren't so sure. If anything, the past year has proved that lots of work can be done from anywhere. Sans lengthy commutes on crowded trains or highways. Some people have moved. Others have lingering worries about the virus and vaccine hesitant colleagues. And for Twit, there's also the notion that some bosses, particularly those of a generation less familiar to remote work, are eager to regain tight control of their minions. They feel like we're not working if they can't see us, she says. It's a boomer power play. 
Yeah. Uh, and I want to say I also read too. a different article that talked about <clears throat> how, you know, basically the thing with remote work is that it it sort of um, eliminates the need for vast swathes of middle managers. So uh, that's also a thing that I'm sure they have on their mind. Yeah, it's just a lot of people who are like, but if I can't micromanage my employees, how will I know that they're working? That really, that really is it. And it's like they, they're so unimaginative. They can't come up with another way to evaluate work. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's, that's something that I've run into. It's just like, uh, there's a huge age gap right. on it. And it's annoying that the people with all the power keep hiring and promoting people who uh, suck up to that worldview, even though they might not actually believe it. So mm. you just get like a, I don't know. It's very toxic. It's very bad. Um, basically, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I quit my job cause I didn't want to go back to work. So I'm right there with, <laughs> with everyone else. I encourage you did it. it. You, <laughs> I did do it. That, it's great. That article. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in this picture and I actually I love it. I love it. Yeah. Just let you know. <laughs> this picture beautiful to me. <laughs> um uh, th- speaking of unemployment, uh Yeah, there was a big was to do a- this week because uh uh Felix Salmon or Salmon, I don't know. This is a guy who's like I've seen him get retweeted a lot because he's like a yeah. pundit type, but I never understood quite what he was about and why I should care. Um, But he's apparently a guy who has failed up all the way up to being the chief financial correspondent at Axios. Um, And so he had a big piece this week on the 17th. He tweeted, my deep dive into unemployment fraud, quite possibly the largest theft of all time, which is great because we love to. Yeah, people are defrauding unemployment, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it turns out that this article is um, bad. Uh, it, it relies upon uh, a lot of citations from a company called ID.me, which is a service used by lots of states to um, securely prove and share their identity online and basically verify your identity for unemployment claims, among other things. Um, it turns out, uh, this is from 10 uh, on Medium, um, ID.me, it says, has a number of red flags on the tech side that the public really should be aware of. Um, and also it's being sued for um, uh, 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 denying uh, unemployment claims, um, you know, without any basis or incorrectly. So that's great. Um, you know, this, this is, is just one of those things that like <clears throat> you all you need to do is actually go talk to actual people to discover that something is wrong with this take. Because like talk to everyone, you know, who's tried to go through unemployment in the past couple years. And ask yeah, them I mean, how easy it was. Fr- friend it, of the show, it's Jason. Impossible. Friend of the show, Jason, who's one of the hosts of Idle Curiosities, um, has been attempting to get his unemployment payouts for over a year now. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. the bureaucracy is so stupid. Um, but yeah, so Felix Salmon wrote this piece that basically is credulously promotes this this company, ID.me, which is a vested interest uh, in promoting the idea that there's this sort of fraud that exists. And of course, they, they offer solutions for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you for reasonable odds. prices. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, but then they are being sued because it turns out that their algorithms and stuff are, um, you know, discriminatory because they're AI and that's just how that they're works poo-poo. these days. And uh, and that they're incorrectly denying uh, valid unemployment, fraud, uh, you know, claims. So that's great. Um, but also Felix Salmon was ethered 
um, into the <laughs> abyss by uh, uh, Christina Warren, for- former tech reporter now at Microsoft, who replied to Felix's tweet and says, amazing reporting from a person who pay- got paid $400,000 a year and in the year we worked together produced almost nothing, but who did spend his days yelling loudly on the phone which is ki- with his kitchen contractors. Mm. Which is great. Just beautiful. I just, with that extremely a chef's kiss tweet, we love it. Truly, truly love to yeah. see now that's it. Now, peanut brittle. That's peanut brittle. <laughs> I read that and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to read the, the Axios piece now because it just doesn't matter to me at this point. <laughs> it does, it's like it's no just been meaning. completely, yeah, rendered irrelevant. <laughs> just obliterated. Oh, thank you, Christine. You know what? We, we mentioned podcasts and I realized we should mention... um. Mm. <clears throat> Our our sister pod sister brother podcast sister brother podcast uh, yeah sister brother slash brother slash just sibling podcast my uh, my brother my brother and me no wait hang on no, not uh, that uh, no. no the morning show <laughs> the morning uh, not show. on Apple TV plus yeah absolutely not do not do not go to Apple TV plus <laughs> the good stuff morning show goodstuffnetwork.com dot uh, com slash morning show they're back um it's our boys baby? Kyle and Kenny. Um, they do a morning show. It's great. It's great fun. I enjoy it. They use clips of you. Um, I'm on the soundboard. You're on the soundboard. It always throws me off to hear myself. I'm waiting for (laughs) Kyle to put me on the soundboard. Um, we'll see. We'll see if that happens or not. Yeah, one of the you got us. We really should share our soundboard with them. We should break down the silos between us, as it were, and work cross functionally. We should put all of our soundboards in the GitHub repo. That's yeah, exactly. for good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um they really do they have a lot of good Herald sounds on their soundboard. That's true, yeah, also great. Yeah. They, yeah, their soundboard game is uh pretty great. But yeah, listen to them. Listen to uh all of our all the good shows. Listen what are, to what them, other shows? Listen to uh twenty five cents. You can if you like any of the shows, you can go to patreon.com slash good stuff, become a patron. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm told there may be there may be exciting news in that realm sometime soon. So yeah, we're we're looking at some other things which will be mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Um. There's also gosh dang it that reminds me of things I need to do. Um. Yeah, lots lots of good stuff coming up there uh, mm-hmm. on the network. That's right, why it's called good stuff. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, a lot of people are confused. We're not going to put bad stuff on the network. Yeah, like clearly. I mean, that would be we could get sued for that. You know, that's false advertising. Yeah. No, yeah, we're not going to expose ourselves to that kind of liability. Speaking of liability, um, have you seen uh, Hezbollah Ma- I, yes. Magomedev? We yes, we discussed this. Um, it kind of has blown up on TikTok a little bit. Hezbollah. Um, yeah, I had no idea like who or what I was seeing yeah. when I first started seeing tweets about what well, it looks like a child mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in in Russia somewhere. Right. <clears throat> I guess that's in. I guess it's not in Russia. He's uh, he's in. It is in uh, Russia. It's in Dagestan. In, oh, Dagestan. Russia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it, <clears throat> it, he's 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 a little man. He, he's little, uh, yeah. He's actually eighteen, although he looks like he could be like five. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. it's just like has some sort of genetic uh thing mm-hmm. to. Right to make him small and have a, mm-hmm. like a high pitched baby voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, they, they call him little Khabib because I guess he looks like a UFC fighter who I'm also, not aware that's of. That's also from Dagestan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but they which don't really great. look alike at all. But I mean, he seems to still... be leaning into it and embracing it, which is great. Because I, I recall seeing a video of Hasbulla with like uh, a cigarette in his hand, uh, holding it out the window of a Mercedes. It's like that's pretty cool, you know. Respect. Yeah. Every single post by 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 this dude is is just stunting on him, like yeah, over exactly. and over and over. He's cooler and, than us. <laughs> yeah, he's cooler than he's cooler than all of us. And he just he called out uh, uh, Conor McGregor mm-hmm. <laughs> and said he'd fight him, yeah. but said Conor McGregor was too big of a baby and right. wouldn't fight him. And so now he's fighting what appears to be another uh, little person, child, yeah. child older person, mm-hmm. and they're gonna fight. And I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, it's it's uh, his name is Abdul Rozik. He's from Tajikistan, so it's like a battle of the nations kind of thing. And they, yeah, there's I guess a video where they're threatening to like throw down, you know, in like a UFC thing or whatever. Um, this is just an amazing, which, you world. know. I don't know. It's 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 based Russia vibes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just just look look at look at the links just, in that. It's extremely the Russian. <laughs> it's so Russian. Yeah. The only thing that could make this more Russian is if because here's the thing: each of these little men's has a big man's. Right. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Their guy. It's like which their, is extremely yeah, like Russian. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like then, the only way this could be better or more Russian is like if we somehow involve like Spetsnaz and a certain amount of Ladas. Well, or like those um those what are those little slinky large uh cat-like creatures that they have in uh that people keep trying to domesticate uh oh, I don't ferrets, I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're like they're like minks or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I see a lot of Russians having these long, some sort of long cat furry yeah. creature. Uh, wait, oh, what's it? They, they make a, um, oh, whatever. <laughs> it's like a mink. Um, the comments here just Hasbulla is the goat. And, you know, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of goats, uh, Los Angeles County has a problem. Uh, mm-hmm. With feral peacocks. Have you heard about this? I haven't. No. Um, hmm. <laughs> Los Angeles County is going to war with feral peacocks. They're yeah. basically like taking over Los Angeles County. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So uh, this peacock include uh, it's like an interview. But anyhow, if you have you ever run into a peacock? Uh, a couple times, like at the zoo, they let them sort of wander around. Yeah, why is that? Why does the peacock just get to go everywhere? Yeah, what they, the? Yeah, I don't know. They don't confine them. I'm like, they isn't just the peacock like gonna like walk out the front gate? I don't know. <laughs> well, apparently they did in Los Angeles. I don't know what happened, I, yeah, I but guess they're so, they're yeah. everywhere and they're breeding like crazy. And they're they <sighs> scream. Have you ever heard of a peacock scream? I don't think I I don't think I have, but the, it looks like there's a video here. So peacocks yelling number thirteen. It's a lot of peacocks I have, yelling. I don't know. Let's see if I can play it through. I don't know if it'll come through. Uh. Okay. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're mm-hmm. just like, rah, rah. yeah, yep. So that's what peacocks sound like. They're not fun. People are mad. Yeah. So uh, stop feeding the peacocks. Stop. 
stop feeding the peacocks. <laughs> this oh. is a this is sort of a grab bag vertical here. We've also yeah. got an interesting tweet. This by... one also was was quickly dunked on. This is from I don't know some guy named Shant. It says, if you could shoplift a podcast subscription online, leftists would change their tunes real quick. Which <laughs> I, Somebody hasn't heard about the Black Wolf feed. Yeah, I would note that you can shoplift podcasts very quickly because like, it's literally just an RSS feed and you can find it if you are able to. So, <laughs> um, But the funny thing about this was at the time, this guy's pinned tweet was about his new newsletter and podcast with uh, Zaid Jelani. So people love the juxtaposition of that. Um, but then, you know, this is the thing where you make a dumb tweet. Everyone says, no, that's not how that works. You're dumb. And then he said, then he replies, says, I've never seen the standing desk left get so mad at a tweet. The reason they get so mad when you criticize their lifestyle brand as politics is because it's literally the only thing differentiating their, them from their MSNBC watching parents, which is, I feel like that's just a game of Mad Libs. It's like, I've never seen the adjective left get so mad at a tweet. <laughs> the reason they get so mad when you criticize their adjective as politics, <laughs> the standing desk left. This is one of those things where it's annoying because you can't tell if it's somebody who knows better and is just like a CIA op. Yeah. Or, it's hard to or say if they don't know better, but how do they keep finding all these like, uh, nouns, all these words that they shouldn't know. It's mm. like, <laughs> it's very strange. And they're just there to just like piss off everybody. And what's really fun is to read their replies and see how poorly a job they're doing because everyone right, yeah. realizes a everyone this is, is like, dumb. Everyone is either like, I run a podcast and we have cracked feeds that we know about, or someone just replied, check this out, youtube.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like Will, Will Meneker. Uh, retweeted him and was like or replied and was like i'm so sorry that no one has started pirating your podcast but keep up keep making them you know maybe get some new guests on like you'll yeah. get there someday buddy <laughs> kyle plant emoji replied how much do you think it costs to subscribe to a podcast <laughs> and then several people one podcast please yeah Several people have reposted the meme of like you wouldn't download a car, but it said it's you wouldn't download a podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast, Michael. How much could it cost? Eleven dollars. Right, yeah. <laughs> Someone replies, Sir, I have some very exciting news for you. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, I love these people. I love that we they they let these people online. See, right. this is like this is just like the the joke books, so that they can trip they over themselves it. for our amusement, right? Yeah, they just yeah. let you. <laughs> they just let them. Yeah. It's amazing. Nobody stops them. It's mm -hmm. incredible. Thank you. What I'm excited about mostly, yeah, okay, we've got employment stuff, we've got worker surveillance, we've got dumb fail sons online. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Andrew, I've been checking the Del Taco web store. I know you have. I know you have. <laughs> I keep. I've been keeping this is an eye. Absolutely spectacular. Yeah. And mm. uh, there's something new. Mm. Why don't you go mm. and click on that? Mm. Del Taco web store dot com. I keep reading this Delta Co web store. <laughs> Delta Co. <laughs> oh my goodness! Limited edition Crunch Tata floaty. Hello. <laughs> This it's is a uh, floaty. It's a big. It's a big old. It's it's almost four feet in diameter. Yeah, and it's, it's just a big a old pool floaty. Yeah, 
They call they call them crunch tatas. Crunch tatas. Why? Yeah, stupidly. legally distinct. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's just a tostada pool floaty. Let's and you see. Can, and it's you can pair this with a Del Taco hot sauce and food beach towel coming soon. <laughs> it's got the oh, mild yeah. and the Del Inferno sauce on there and the Del Scorcho. You can get a Del Taco Yeti tumbler. Sure, uh, sure, of course. Let's yeah. see what else is I love, new. I love paying thirty dollars for a can koozie because <laughs> it's a Yeti can koozie. Uh, you can get a Del a Del Taco bottle opener keychain. Which looks like a, a uh, looks like a, a flip flop. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a flip flop. That's the that's the canonical footwear in Southern California mm-hmm. in the Inland mm-hmm. Empire. But you know, course, the Dutch the... wear those wooden shoes, right? And in the Inland Empire, it's a flip flop. It's the same difference, and it's just as important culturally. Now, I will not have anybody making fun of the flip flop. Aaron, do you have the Del Taco retro trucker hat? Because it's only fourteen ninety nine. Oh, I keep forgetting to buy it. I'm going to yeah. do it right now. I think we got on it. Air. And they've also got, ooh, look at this red logo wave t-shirt. Where is the hat at? Is it not under accessories? It's oh, I don't know. I just hit, I'll, I'll drop it in our links here or in our, in our discord here. Oh, There's they have the, a new, they have a new, I mean, this isn't the one I'm going to get, but they mm, have a new one. The Dell, the Dell, yeah, trucker hat. Dell, yeah. yeah. It's like mm. 90s. I do love this retro trucker hat, though. The, it's so good. The logo is so good. And it's brown, which, you know, as it should be. Add to cart. <laughs> yeah, this Folks, is like the old. The old this is the not like a. This is like what the staff wore mm-hmm. like right. back in the day. Absolutely. Okay. Is there any more stuff I want here? I, I don't I want like to spend it. too much money. Hmm. I don't know. I think, I think fifteen dollars. That's that's fine. That's fine for the. I mean, you could you could get some hot sauce, I guess. But <laughs> I mean, I can. I there's no I mean, like I've told you. Like every every house in the Inland Empire has a drawer somewhere, and in that the drawer, del, the Del Taco hot sauce drawer. Full of del Taco yeah. hot sauce. I can get some temporary tattoos. Okay, sure. I did want to get the sunglasses, but I don't have. Um, you can get some dog contacts. shirts. Can put a Del Taco shirt on on Waffle. Oh, says here, gosh, would, there's one here waffles. that says "Will sit for tacos." That's pretty good. <laughs> waffles would not. I don't know if she would allow that to happen. <laughs> Neither of my dogs are dogs that I could ever yeah. put clothing on. Right. Okay. Well, let me yeah. hit checkout because last time I said I was going to do that and I didn't, and I regretted it. Mm. Yeah, we don't. No, we definitely want to get this done today. We're doing Apple Pay. We gotta get Pay. you that hat. Apple Pay processing is sometimes a little funky. Okay, there's what's going on my Apple Watch. It just takes a long time, doesn't it seem like? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. It's like, what is it doing in there? Counting to, yeah. you know, 70? <laughs> <laughs> is it like uh, doing some sort of hardcore uh, data mining or something? Like, Yeah, I don't know, yeah. And I can't it, do anything mining, else. Is it mining a Bitcoin or something? <laughs> okay, done. All Purchase right. made. Excellent. Hell yeah. Right. Okay. The hat will soon um, be yours. What were we doing? Recording a podcast. We were, yeah. You were talking about the new Del Taco merch. I think we could oh. check that off. It's very good. We love the Crunch Tata floaty. <laughs> the next item is everything is shopping. So and I had... <laughs> I would simply submit the past five minutes of this podcast. <laughs> Um, Exhibit A. I had this thought last week, and then I heard it repeated to me from someone very smarter, and I want to give her credit mm-hmm. um, because she she had a more fleshed out kind of version of this idea. 
uh, which was Liz Brunig on the their podcast. It's on the Patreon one, so you'd have to go on. Well, as we know, you can't listen. pirate a podcast, so. So you know, there's no way you can hear it, but um, yeah. which is unfortunate because I hear that's what this the whole thing is for. Mm-hmm. But everything is shopping. Like everything in the world today is shopping. It's like a new thought technology. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, in it fact, truly I should is. put that there. Like, yeah. like specifically, she was talking about dating mm-hmm. and how all the apps and all the stuff. It's it it it, it is just like shopping. It's the same thing. It's like. We want to keep you in here browsing, sorting, looking at things, recommending things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it does yeah. feel like shopping when I'm on a dating app. Right. It feels like I'm on Amazon. And I've, I've mentioned that to like my counselor even, you know, because it's, yeah, the, the, the dating websites are not incentivized to like get you a match because then you'll leave Stop the website. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a, yeah. it's a good take. And very much the, you know, the swipe apps especially is basically like, you know, it's not much different from like scrolling a, a well, store it's website. It's all like dehumanizing, right? Like it's training you to see uh, people as a, like a, like a merchandise a or a good yeah. or commodity. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh, it's like the same thing. LinkedIn is shopping for jobs. It sure is. Let me tell you. <laughs> like job hunting is shopping too. Mm-hmm. You you even have like these other websites. You have like uh the wire cutter, but for jobs would be I don't know, like uh what's that website that tells you about you where people talk crap on their employer to so you can see if they're terrible or not? Um, oh, uh Glassdoor? Yeah, or, it's like Glassdoor. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. It's all shopping. Education mm-hmm. is shopping. Watching, even I realized watching videos now is shopping. Like mm-hmm. YouTube, you you shop for your videos, right? Like yeah. you spend a bunch of your time on YouTube, not watching things, but looking for things to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Reddit, I think it's, Reddit's it's very just prescient. Yeah, it's, it's all, all shopping. Everything is shopping. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This is shopping. I, I would, Listening to podcasts is shopping. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I go anyway. through every morning and I I look at the new podcasts mm-hmm. and I curate them. I this is what I do. I pull them into a playlist of like, all right, well, here's what I'm going to be listening to today. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's shopping basically. I'm just putting them in my shopping cart. Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Man, it's blowing. It's blowing my mind as the more I think about it, how much everything is shopping mm-hmm. and how sucky that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just yeah, ingrained. listeners, listeners, let me know what else is shopping. Yeah. Everyone be shopping. Well, we'll start a list. <laughs> you know, they did always say women be shopping, but like they have, as said you that. pointed yeah. out to me, it everyone be shopping. Everyone be shopping. It's yeah, w- women, comma, and everyone else be shopping. <laughs> be shopping all yeah. the time. Yeah. Oh, so. you got something about Starlink in here. Starlink, um, uh, which we of course love. Um, we love to fill the skies with. Um, oh, oh, that's the this satellite. Is the wrong link. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Starlink. Oh, uh, it's the. Uh, it's the. You know. It's Elon Musk's whole. It's, uh, you know, thing with the putting the satellites up to provide the internet, and then you get a little dish and whatnot, which you use to connect to it. Um, it turns out it's been quite hot in Arizona lately. Um, and mm-hmm. so as a result, um, some folks have learned uh, unpleasantly that these things shut off 
at like 110 or something degrees. I think they can only go up to like 122. Like, so uh, that's great. We love that. Um, obviously, it's very well designed um, for use in all conditions. <laughs> SpaceX's satellite internet shuts down because it's too hot in Arizona. Elon um, Musk is from South Africa. Doesn't it get hot there? I mean, it sure does. Yeah. Come um, on, buddy. You should know better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it says here in Vice, I want to let me delete this. There we go. My goodness. You know, our, no, our, Notion our, has been on one today. We apologize. Yeah. If uh, we're off our game, I'm entirely blaming the, the app that we use uh, for to keep It has nothing in. to do with us. It doesn't, it's not my fault that I spent half the show shopping on uh, the Del Taco web store. Mm-hmm. Says here, this is a message they got from Starlink customer support. Starlink is designed to withstand temperatures up from minus 22F to 122F. Anything close or hotter than that temperature will cause Starlink to shut itself down and restart once it reaches an operating temperature of minus 31 to 104. Um, Yeah, and so um, it was like 123 in Arizona on Wednesday, so that's great. And also their suggestion is like, oh, try moving it to a cooler place. And, but of course, <laughs> if you're like, if you're like trying to move a satellite dish to like where it's shady, then then you don't get coverage because there's stuff in the way. Like it's got it has to have clear sky. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It's kind of remarkable that they didn't um, think about that, I guess. Especially since one, like the whole selling point of Starlink is to get satellite internet into remote places where you're not going to be able to get uh you know exactly other yeah. data mm-hmm. so like the whole point yeah. of this is that eventually you would be able to use it in the outback and get like you know 500 megs down in the middle of nowhere but that won't be happening if <laughs> sorry sorry to all the opal miners yeah you got i guess you don't get internet i guess you're not good enough yeah sorry to all the the indigenous uh people in australia <laughs> Because right. it'll just melt. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we are truly sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All of the people who live in hot places mm-hmm. are being discriminated against, and I feel it deeply in my bones. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is this is temperature. It's true. It's true. Climatist? Is that going to be a Clim- climatist? Yeah. <laughs> are you a climatist? Uh, a climate supremacist? Mm, mm, mm-hmm. I do Great. think there is a climate supremacy, but I'm not prepared to talk about it at this moment. Yeah. But it is something that chafes me a little bit mm. with some people where they're just like, oh, well, the answer to everything is, why don't you just move to the Pacific Northwest into mm. a temperate rainforest? Why doesn't yeah. everybody just do that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, everybody should, can just do that. You should percolate on that and, and, and get back to us. So <laughs> Yeah. We'll talk about it later. I'm putting it up here right now. Mm-hmm. Climate supremacists. Because I have words. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of uh, weirdness, you were explaining this to me a little bit before the show, and it it's pretty wild. <laughs> there's this crazy article on the Bloomberg that's incredible. I I I I read the whole thing, but I think I only could take in like the first half of it. But basically, there's a new conspiracy theory that's gaining momentum Mm. about Mm. a Tartarian empire, Mm -hmm. which was a vast, almost Atlassian, uh, beautiful uh, empire that spanned the entire globe Mm -hmm. um, that was 
that has been the, the, the conspiracy of the modern world has been to remove any signs of its existence. Sure. And that, that comes yeah. into architecture mostly. This is mostly an architecture conspiracy theory. That's where they really start out. Um, and it's basically people looking at really beautiful, ornate, older buildings and saying, well, how is that mm-hmm. possible? We couldn't, they couldn't have done that. It must be, it's like people who look at the pyramids and go, well, pff, obviously like black or brown people couldn't have built this. So it must be aliens. It, it must have been some ancient civilization. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so they're, did, uh, did much, achieved much good. Your sound is going crazy again, by the way. Oh. <laughs> that was fun. I hope I don't know if it's going to come through, but um but basically one of the things that cracks me up is one of their biggest um po- uh pieces of evidence is how old buildings have basement windows and how they're below grade and they're like, "Ha-ha! The gr- see see there's been a bunch of flooding and these things actually go deeper." Uh, reading from the article, despite their interest in architecture, most Tataria theorists do not appear to have backgrounds in building trades. Many of the more easily refuted arguments spring from very basic misunderstandings of how the built environment works, as well as broader confusion about how buildings function in the economy and culture. An abundance of posters appear convinced that below-grade basement windows in older buildings, for example, are evidence that the building had been, quote-unquote, mud-flooded. And the rest of the structure is actually buried deep underground. Sometimes this will get some skeptical pushback. Quote, I think they didn't have lights in the cellar, so they build windows in them? Was how one poster responded, but that's more of an exception than the rule. <laughs> so <laughs> these people are... I love that it's like the conflu- the modern confluence of people so often where it's like, a passion for a topic meets utter ignorance for that topic and just creates this insane whirlpool of stupidity. Um, (laughs) the, the, uh, they also (laughs) sneer at the wedding cake topper, second empire building, Designed by Alfred Mullet after the Civil War, for example. How many stamps did you sell to build yourself a post office like this as a popular Tartarian YouTuber? Some of the confusion is unfamiliarity. Mullet's U.S. Customs House and Post Office in St. Louis, for example, was a huge federal project built to process the mail of 10 states and four U.S. territories um, and not a neighborhood letter depot. So, like... They're looking at this old depot and they're like, <laughs> oh, how, how could they build a post office like this? And uh, it's funny because it co- sort of conveys like how warped an understanding of public goods and what you can do with public uh, money and uh, in cooperation that they just don't understand how any of these buildings that were built in like the the 19th the 17th or the 18th and 19th centuries could have happened back then uh from the article 
It strikes them as improbably wasteful that anyone would erect these magnificent complexes full of fluted columns, domes, and pediments out of plaster of Paris, hemp fiber, and straw, as is done for the 1893's World Fair in Chicago. In pointing out the eradication of an ancient cult culture by expanding, by expanding imperial power, Tart Tartarian's believers again stumble on something real, but they scramble the protagonist. So, like... They they really just like uh <laughs> they're so close. Uh anyway, there's more quotes I put here in the in the show notes. It's a pretty interesting idea. Um Andrew has completely lost his sounds, so we're just gonna end the show right here. Um uh hope you have a good day. Bye. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing.